0: now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! Is it a kingdom? Is it a pet? Oh, wait, I can't make that joke anymore. Oops. Thank you. Farzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's party? <laughs> and welcome everyone to the very serious writing show. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, that was creepy, but it felt good. It felt good on the inside. Weird how that works. Hey, we have gotten a very special person today. I know I say that about every person, but this guy's a buddy of mine. We met officially over at the last OEM Summer Workshop. He is a very just cool person in general, Isaiah Douglas Gray. And we are talking about titling, because how do you title even? You know what? I'm going to make that the title of this episode, I think. I think I've decided on the title of my episode. You helped me decide the title of my episode. Thank you. Thank you for doing that you're clever but anyway we were talking one word titles we are talking title development processes and how to get your friends to give you unhelpful title advice all of that in this one episode it's pretty special and once again we are doing the two episode thing we have one out today and then we have a really fun one out tomorrow that's the tuesday episode we'll go and jump right on in thanks for joining us today and you know bum shakalaka. let's get this rolling You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope, couldn't keep a straight face. Hey, everybody. Hey, I've got a great guest with me today. He totally wasn't an hour late to his interview. One of my buddies from OEN, the one year venture novel community, Isaiah Douglas Gray. And I always want to call you Isaac, but it's Isaiah. And I got it right this time. You're learning. You're learning. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there.
1: It's hey, a long, long process for many people.
0: How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. all right. You enjoying those post-summer workshop feels?
1: Uh, <laughs> eh, they're up and down every day. But Of course they are. That happens. It's a thing. <laughs> we all miss home. <laughs> it's, a, it's a
0: terrible thing. So, I was talking to you before the interview. You, you've, you've written a full novel. You completed it last year, and that's pretty cool. You entered it into the contest. How'd you do in the contest?
1: Uh, well, I totally won. If my totally. name was was Mig, and it was a wholly different novel. But um, cool.
0: Well, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. So many people don't realize I've never got any recognition for it. You're the first person to say it. So well, you know, uh, I'm just a good person, you know. Oh, I really appreciate that. I am appreciate sure that's probably why you have this thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, your work,
1: are you working on a second novel now? I am, uh, currently. It's a little bit of a standstill. Chapter four is being a grumpy troll.
0: Chapter four is always a grumpy troll, to like everyone. Chapters four, and especially five. Five is, like, really irritating.
1: F- See, five I have down. I'm pretty sure I have five, like, down to a T, but I'm pretty sure that will go really well. Okay. And I have the ending of four.
0: Well, there you go. You just need something to happen in the beginning of
1: four. Exactly. There you go. Unless I just, want, I just unless I just feel like ending four and never starting it. What's the premise? Uh I have a log line. Reanimated skeletons search for peace after death amidst the power struggle between humans and their mythical protectors. That is fantastic. I like that. That could be I, really cool. It's. It is really. It's. I came up with it because, especially in the Christian. Uh, fiction realm, it's really hard to find some more, like, darker themes of fantasy. Yeah. Reanimated skeletons, for instance. And mythical protectors being rea- uh, animaguses. I don't know if you know what those are. No, I don't know what an Agamaguses. Uh Think of a werewolf, but he can do it at will. Nice. Okay. They can go back and forth. So, that's what the mythical protectors are. I've never I've been able to find, like, maybe it's not necessarily, like, uh, Christian allegorical or something like that. Like, uh, C.S. Lewis, some mm-hmm. of C.S. Lewis stuff, or just very direct, like some of this stuff. But it would be like acceptable yeah. for, like, you would know that eventually the light would win out in the end. And most parents, unless they're extremely, extremely sheltered, would sign off on it.
0: No offense to any extremely sheltered parents <laughs> out there in the audience. No, no, there's no. not going to be any. I promise you, there's no sheltered <laughs> parents out there. Y'all aren't listening to this. You have better things to do with your time. <laughs>
1: Quite possibly so what's the but title
0: of this novel
1: a dead girl's heartbeat
0: dead girl's heartbeat that is a cool title and That's what we're talking about today. This yeah. episode's all about titles. What makes a good title? How do you title? Th- those are questions that I see people on Facebook asking all the time They're like what even I can't title to save my life. You told me two titles You told me about this uh this dead girl's heartbeat most the previous mm-hmm. title
1: Gateway to Astria. Is Ga- the name of the first
0: those one. are those are nice titles. They have good rings to them. How do you come up with your titles?
1: Um, usually from an image. Really? Like um, a mental image of. I have love, loved the phrase ever since I heard it, and it's gonna suck because I cannot recall where I heard it from. It probably was Oyen, but um, just the phrase, a single photographable moment. Mm-hmm. And. I grab a lot of like my title ideas from an image that I get or that inspires the book in some way Okay, and it I generally start working and sometimes I have multiple images. So I'll brainstorm. I think when I Brainstormed a dead girl's heartbeat. I came up with about 25 within 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay <laughs> um, I don't know if I still have the sheet of paper with all of them on there anymore And a lot of them were really good and people liked them They were just like it doesn't quite fit. I think where the direction the story is going Mm-hmm. But and the Gateway to Astria, I came up with was like the first title that I came with. That image I had, um, which literally was a giant, giant arch entrance to the planet, the city. Yeah. So it was like, oh, this is easy. Um, so
0: so they so they come to you mostly during the conception period, or do you do you do them yeah. midway in the novel, or okay, so it's in the beginning.
1: Yeah, I I. Um, I generally like to have a title before I start because I feel like it's something grounded that the mm-hmm. novel has got going, even though some things can change and fluctuate so quickly as you're writing. Yeah. Um, but there's this couple case, like I'm, I'm currently writing a collab that is untitled and it's just because there's kind of, it's an equal romantic and heroic quest plot line. And so we're not really sure which where we're going to draw it from yet. Mm-hmm. But as for the most part, it does come through uh, the... Like did the brainstorming process of yeah. That's when usually when I get my titles.
0: Well, that's cool. I had my first novel. It was a World War II novel. It was um, mm-hmm. in Nazis and everything. So I printed out a sheet with a bunch of Nazi. Uh, I found on Wikipedia like a Nazi reference guide for oh. all the different phrases and stuff that went into their ranks and all that. And I found um, I had I had a little bit of Hitler Youth stuff in there. And one of the things they okay. used to print on the uh, on the blades of Hitler Youth knives that they'd mm-hmm. give out was the phrase uh, "Blut und Ehre," which in English is "Blood and Honor." And oh. since that tied into my character, because he was in with the uh, the Hitler Youth at one point, so that that became my novel title. It became "Blood and Honor" from that point
1: on. I like that. It worked pretty you well. Use the English or the British spelling.
0: I used the British spelling because uh, I'm that. Pro- I had a U in honor, and everyone was like, "Ooh, I too like to live dangerously." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that, and then. But some of my titles don't work. I had, I have a film that's coming out. It may be out by now, um, by the time this interview is released. But it's called Alone Plural, and I spelled out as if it's a dictionary definition. Aha! Uh-huh. And. It kind of works for the story, but unfortunately, it just doesn't have a good ring to it. So, how, how do yeah. you make sure the yours have a good ring to them? Do you just find the one that just makes the most sense out of out of that list of twenty five or so that you make?
1: Um, there's so there is a degree of so much makes sense. It's also because I, as the novel and it during it's during the conception stage, I know much more than any person I give it to to mm-hmm. like, critique the title. So there's sometimes they're like I see no connection to the story whatsoever. I'm like, well, yeah, that's because you haven't like gotten to chapter five and brainstorming. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you uncultured little, <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs>
0: so it's like getting advice from people. You ask them for advice and then you're like, you don't know anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, wait, I can it's, that's the reason I talk to myself is because sometimes I just need the best advice one can give.
0: Hmm. So you advise um, the smartest person in the room.
1: Yep. And usually I people I'm like you. only, <laughs> well, you know me so that's saying a lot um (laughs) (laughs) there's uh there are some times where a there's a word that if you had a dictionary for it would make total sense um kind of like an abstract sort of Mm -hmm. sound or ring to it can really uh, like for instance the way you talked about how you're wrote it as a dictionary spelling. Yeah. Um, I've seen actually like people names that are like that. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, like there's a name. Names. Character names, yeah. I I was reading an article about a dad that named her daughter uh, Ladasha.
0: Oh and gosh. She,
1: spe- she spelled it um, L A and then an actual hyphen and then A.
0: We interrupt this podcast to bring you Siblings! <laughs> Is it a sibling or is it a parental it, authority?
1: It, it, is a, it is a sibling. What?
0: You're listening to The Very Serious Writing Show, the most professional podcast of all the podcasts.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> wanted me to play Munchkins.
0: He <laughs> wanted you to play Munchkins?
1: Yes, Munchkins. It's a uh, adventuring board game for those who dare not touch d d Okay. <laughs> because if you play d d you'll get a demon probably yeah you probably will become a demon
0: yeah that's what happens when you play dungeons <laughs> and dragons it's
1: very vile business
0: what happens when you get a title that you know is bad but you use it as a working title and you slowly become attached to it
1: <laughs> oh uh <huh>. burn it <laughs> um, uh, i've run into a couple of those before and it it's very hard because the thing is is you could try – like my first instinct would be to tell you go and find people who will remind you that it's bad. Mm. But there are a lot of people in the world that will like bad titles. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? And so you go to them and you're like, I know the style is bad. I just need some re- – I need to be reaffirmed that my titling is horrible. And they will be like, what are you talking about? It's great. And you're just like, well, you're – you're Let stupid. Get, you're <laughs> dumb.
0: So, so I, so I guess to get around that problem, you go finds, you go out and say, "Hey, y'all, list your top ten favorite book titles and the people who you agree with most." I guess you could, you message them or well talk sense. to them in
1: person. Stand in front of them and press A to initiate, <laughs> con- to, to initiate conversation. <laughs> that 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 would do too. That, that would B do. Or B, if you don't like them.
0: I've, I've heard people say that shorter titles are better. Do you concur?
1: Well, Darwin clearly was not listening to that rule.
0: Darwin, we yeah, he wasn't his, a titling his, genius.
1: His, his, his book is somehow off the chart. So That's in actuality, correct. a title, most of the time, never really goes beyond the eye on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something to kind of be like, ooh, words, and walk <laughs> over to the shelf and grab it and then flip over the book and be like, ooh. Oh, more words cover and you yeah covered. cover art <laughs> pretty um what have you noticed there's the different there is like some power to one word titles i'm not a particular fan of them mm-hmm. even though i do have a cone lab novel that is one word but that it fit for whatever reason yeah but I, I like titles that tell me something and leave a question or possibly like a dead girl's heartbeat okay well how is that possible um frozen uh-huh I am sitting here frozen as I read you. It doesn't really (laughs) make sense. Um, But they work and they sell. They tend to. And they look good on movie posters. They do look really good on movie posters. I wonder if that's why. It may be. uh, Like Tori Martin was talking about,
0: make sure it fits on a movie poster.
1: Yeah, like a Dead Girl's Heartbeat probably wouldn't fit on a movie poster.
0: But it would make for a great Oscar film. Yes. (laughs) It's an Oscar (laughs) film title. Yeah, Oscar and I, and I, I developed a bunch of one word titles for projects that I had like Headstone was a story about in the future where clones where dead people are cloned and the, the clones have to stand on the dead person's grave. It's like a living tombstone situation. And that was weird. So I went with I went with a couple one word titles and they, they work. Kinda. As long as they're really good. Titling's my weakness, it really is.
1: Yeah, I it's weird because I, like, gave all my t- all my titles out to people and they were like, how long did it take you to come up with these? I'm like, 30 minutes. And they're like, what? Nice. I don't no Comprendo, senor. Um, <laughs> That's how it goes. And honest, if you can, I think it will never, it takes a lot of effort sometimes, but if you can boil your title down to look aesthetically pleasing on the page and read semi- prettily, I think it doesn't have as huge of an impact whether or not the words... Form together in perfect harmony. Yeah, that probably is true. That can be way harder than you can sign up for sometimes. Yeah. So getting a good title is probably a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you could do you could do like what Disney did and use um adverbs like Frozen or Tangled or mm. Brave, and you could do one word t- I don't. I may have just butchered which part of the human language that is. It may not be an adverb. <laughs> Yeah, I it's, just got it's, it's
1: it's a synonym.
0: I just got through English Comp One in college, aced it, and I don't know <laughs> whether those words are adverbs or not. I feel bad. Uh,
1: I no, oh. that yeah, those classes generally get um, see when you when you store information in your brain, there's only so much that you can prioritize. Absolutely. I usually just put it on the forefront of the garbage chute. Yeah, that that'd do it. As long as it makes sense in the human 2015 culture, it generally will pass.
0: Ironically, I know I remember most of the things from my astronomy course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stars twinkle, yay!
0: <laughs> and on that note, we are going to take a break. This episode's going to shut down for now. We do have a midsection coming up, though, to. It's not really a midsection if it's capping off the episode, but we are going to cap off the episode with this ridiculousness. We will be back once again tomorrow. We're going to play a game involving titling. You won't want to miss it. For real, it is pretty freaking hilarious. But for the moment, thank you for listening and enjoy this ridiculousness. Catch you tomorrow. Good evening. On behalf of the dedicated congregation of unfortunately titled literature appreciation, it is my utmost pleasure to present to you our 2016 reading list. This winter we will delve into the practical benefits of instructional manuscripts starting with the practical pyromaniac, how to avoid huge ships, lightweight sandwich construction, and how I stopped worrying about what to do with my life and learned to drive a yellow cab. In spring we will delve into religious texts such as, it's a sin to be fat, does God ever speak through cats, you are worthless, depressing nuggets of wisdom to ruin your day eating people is wrong, and how to raise your IQ by eating gifted children. Some of this will consist of two heavy historical literature pieces entitled Come on Shore and We Will Kill You and Eat You All, A New Zealand Story, and George Bush, Dark Prince of Love. Finally, to close out the year, we will be reading selections of fictional works in a variety of genres, consisting of A Passion for Donkeys, Alice in Reality Land, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, granddad there's a head on the beach the stainless steel rat saves the world and of course amish vampires in space greetings everyone this is wayne thomas batson you're listening to the very serious writing show